You're gonna have higher higher profit margins with private labeling, right? But you're gonna have lower profit margins with drop shipping. So if you want the happy medium, if you can afford the happy medium, if you can afford to ship stuff out, handle the logistics on the back end, then I would say. Welcome back to another episode of the Nebulous Entertainment Podcast. Today we're going to be discussing merchandise. Uh, we're going to be discussing it from a game company's perspective, what we've done, what we are looking to do in the future, and basically where we're at right now and what we're doing right now on the whole merchandise side of things. So, um, Eric, did you have anything that you wanted to kick us off with or did you want to get straight into it? I think we can get straight into it. Um... So considering this is more of your realm and you've done a lot more research and you have a lot more knowledge about this stuff, I'm going to ask you just some, you know, brief topic questions and let you go. Um, and the first, I, like I guess, would basically just be, um, you know, give me like an overview of how you see merchandise from our perspective or a small studio. So for a small studio, okay, so there's a few things you can do. Um, the first and foremost is like, you need to know what you want to sell, right? So is it apparel? Is it certain types of apparels? Do you only want to do hoodies? Do you only want to do shirts? Do you want to do accessories such as like coffee mugs or water bottles? Uh, do you want to do stickers? You know, if you're more of like a, an established company like Blizzard or, um, like Mojang, right? Like you can do statues or, um, you know, more poster related items, some more art directed books. Like there's a ton of different things that you can do. It's gonna depend on one, how much money you have to work with. Two, is your following big enough to the point where you're actually going to be, you know, making money off of selling merchandise uh, because you're gonna, you know, take a, take a pretty big hit up front um, in terms of costs. You know, and three, it's that, like, is your stuff recognized enough um, to the point where, you know, because you, you don't want to hold inventory for long, right? You want to get it and you want to be able to move it right away. So let, let's kind of get into this. So, for example, let's say that you want to do some shirts. Let's say you want to do some hoodies. Um, it, you can, so th think about, like, any company that you work for, right? Like, if you work for a corporation, they usually hand out like, you know, pens, pencils, notebooks. Um, they can get anything with their name on it. And there's going to be a ton of companies out there that you can actually do that. I think like four imprint is one. Um, you know, there's there's a whole list of companies where basically like you just you pay for the item. They have the item. You could do like Adidas. You could do Nike. You could do Under Armour type um, apparel or backpacks. And you could just literally stitch your name on it. But that's going to come at a pretty high pretty high cost, especially if you're white labeling, you know, these other companies such as like Under Armour, Nike, Adidas, whatever the case is with your name on it. Um, so, you know, what we had done as a company when we first started selling shirts and hoodies and stickers and everything, we used Redbubble, we used Printful. So these are drop shipping services. So basically with drop shipping, what happens is you can tie it to your website. So somebody would go onto your website, they say, oh, I like this shirt. I'm gonna buy this shirt and it goes to a third-party fulfillment center which is you know Printful, it's Printify, it's Redbubble that you know there's there's a lot of these third-party fulfillment um, drop shipping sites out there that you can use and 
what happens is they fill, um, you know, they fulfill the order and they ship it out. Now, the problems that we ran into was one, your margins are going to suffer. You're going to have like no profit margins. Two, the customer service tends to be pretty lackadaisical and pretty weak. Um, you know, you're not in control from the company. So like while it's your name on the item, you're not in control with how the customer service and how the costs and the shipping and the fulfillment side goes because you're using a third party. So you're hoping that they, you know, can handle it correctly. So you know, you're, you're basically like your hands are, are um, basically off of the product. Um, you know, some more issues that we ran into was when COVID hit. So like we've been doing this for... I would say, Eric, I would say that we ran it for probably like five or six months. It wasn't like too mm-hmm. long, I would say. Um, but then COVID hit. And some of the items at that point in time, one, like the they were taking three, four, five weeks to get delivered, which was just insane. And right. we didn't, you know, so like, and we were already making like small margins to begin with. So what we had decided to do was just cut it off entirely, like just cut the head off the snake. And we did that because we didn't want any negativity coming back to us because we knew we couldn't control the outcome of somebody ship, you know, what they were shipping, right? So like we just, we wiped our hands of it completely, took it off of our website. Um, we haven't really sold any merchandise since we took, cause we, we just quit selling it. Um, and the reason that we did that is because we were looking into getting you know, we want, we want to figure out what items we want to do next. Okay. So like there's, there's, when it comes to looking at merchandise, there's really three things that you can do. Drop ship, which is what I just talked about. Right. So basically you have a third party company that has like, you know, basic t-shirts, basic hoodies. And what they do is they put your logo on stuff, um, whatever you want. Like you can add the designs to everything. They will fulfill the order. They'll ship the order. Um, you know, but your, your profit margins suck. They're terrible, but there's like very little upfront cost, I would say. So it's the cheapest option for you as a business. Um, but your margins are going to suffer because you're just basically like, think about going to like the dollar store, right? And like those coffee mugs that you see at the dollar store, for example, it's like, if you just put like your label on that and you know, they would send it out to somebody. So that's one. Drop shipping is one. White labeling is something you can do also, which is basically like you get a catalog of items and you can add like your own like care label tag to it. You can add you know, your own embroidered logo. You can basically do whatever you want to. And the cost is your margins are bigger, but the cost is more expensive than drop shipping up front because you have to pay for the items up front. And usually there's an MOQ, which is a minimum order quantity. Okay, so with the minimum order quantity, it's going to be like, you know, websites are different. So it says you have to order 50 shirts up front, right? Or you have to order, you know, 50 hoodies up front or 20 or 100, whatever. Like each company's different for what their mm-hmm. MOQ is. Um, so with drop shipping, you don't have any inventory. With white label, you have inventory because you're basically looking at a catalog. You're saying, I like this shirt. I like this hoodie. You know, I like blah, 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 whatever items that you like. You, you stitch your label on it. Uh, you stitch your logo on it, whatever the case is, and then you now hold the inventory, and then you, as the company, have to ship it out unless you, again, like want to send it to a fulfillment agency. But then that also costs money because the fulfillment agency has to hold your, hold your inventory, right? Mm-hmm. 
and then they got to ship it out too. So you're paying that. So the upfront cost for white labeling is more expensive than for drop shipping, right? Because now you're holding inventory. You have to pay for everything up front. You have to fill the minimum order quantity. Um, and it's not going to be like one or two things. And, you know, unless you, unless you went to like, if you went on like Alibaba or like AliExpress, something to that extent, uh, overseas, some companies will let you work with, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20 items if you wanted to put your label on it. Uh, but one, you have to test the quality beforehand. Two, um, you know, you, you want to make sure that you can do everything that you want to with those companies because sometimes they have, you know, uh, regulations and stipulations and it may not be to the customization that you want. So, you know, there, there's pros and cons to both. You know, my advice would be to, um, if you're going to look at white labeling, I would say go on Alibaba, go on, you know, AliExpress, whatever the case is that you're comfortable with. And I would say to search for suppliers that are one, verified. Two, they have trade assurance. So trade assurance is um, that, let's say you place an order and you know they have a certain deadline. So it's within like you know, 30, 45 days in order to ship your order to you. So if they don't ship your order, like something goes wrong along the lines, like because they have trade assurance guarantee, you get your money back. So those are two things that I would say you definitely wanna look for. Verification, trade assurance. You can also filter by that on Alibaba, just for your awareness. The third option that you have, so you have drop shipping, you have white label, you also have what's called private labeling, which is you know what I do with uh, the Iron Pulse company. So private labeling is that you design apparel from scratch. Now, the cost for this is astronomical. I would not recommend private labeling for a video game company. Um, I don't even know if Blizzard does that. They might, they, I would say that they probably do like a, a private label of some extent. Uh, I don't think that they have an apparel line assembly team for some of their, they might for some of their stuff. But like the bigger companies can afford to do that. The, the costs are going to be anywhere from like, depending on how many items you want, like 30,000 plus, the, 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 there is no ceiling, like there's no cap uh, because you, d you do all the sketches, you do all the, the 3D renders, you do all the tech packs for, and the measurements for the factory, um, all those specifications. But this enables you to like, you know, custom brand like aglets or eyelets or, you know, anything that you want down to like the material, right? So you can change the material of the item, you can change how thick something is, how thin something is. So like you can literally, if, if you can dream it, you can build it, right? Uh, but finding factories that specialize in those particular items are, they can be a pain in the ass, and I know because I deal with it, and it is, it's a lot more expensive. So for somebody that's watching this video, for example, I would say to steer away from the uh, private label, I would say your best bet is gonna be more of the white label if you can afford to you know, buy 20 to 50 items up front, um, depending on you know, how many items you want, how many colors of each item you want, how many sizes that you want, and if you wanna ship it out. If you feel like you don't wanna handle inventory, you don't wanna ship stuff out, then you know, my best bet for you is gonna be drop shipping. But drop shipping comes at lower profit margins. That's just, there's pros and cons to each. You're gonna have higher higher profit margins with private labeling, right? But you're gonna have lower profit margins with drop shipping. So if you want the happy medium, if you can afford the happy medium, if you can afford to ship stuff out, handle the logistics on the back end, then I would say white labeling is probably your best bet for somebody in 
uh, this this you know industry. Uh, you know, Eric, when we go to, to eventually have products again, we'll probably white label, um, depending on what the cost is, and depending on if I can find the items that I like for us. Um, because private labeling, like I wouldn't put our company through that, through that right now. <laughs> but again, this comes back to like you know what you want to offer as a company. Do you want to have like statues? Do you want to offer trading cards? Do you want to offer like um, I don't know, like like throw pillows or like something? You, you know, Eric, like those like uh, those sh- shapely pillows that you know match like I don't know characters like Mario pillows or like right. whatever the case is. Like if you if you figure out what you want, like art books. For example, find somebody that specializes in those particular things. Um, for statues, for trading cards, it's going to be very hard. For like, if you're designing a board game, right? It's going to be very hard from a game perspective, from a gaming company's perspective, to find a company that specializes in those things. And it's going to come at a cost, right? It's going to come at a cost. Um, so, you know, my, my advice again to somebody that's starting out, like if you were starting out, you know, from scratch, okay. And you didn't know what you wanted to do, but you you had a good following, you had a good company, you wanted to start offering merchandise. I would say, you know, maybe get like one or two t-shirt designs, maybe one or two colors of each start with the neutral colors, you know, maybe start with black, gray, white, um, or, or your brand colors, whatever your brand colors are that, you know, run along those lines. Maybe start with like a hoodie. Um, everybody wears hats. Everybody wears uh, like the, the winter tassel caps, right? Um, I would start with with items up up top first. So like I would I would start with, you know, the hoodies, the sweatshirts, the, the, the shirts up top before I would do pants. Pants and shorts, uh, they're a lot harder to nail down than tops are. And because like people's bottoms, I feel fluctuate a lot more than their tops. And I can vouch for this because I do it on the whole other end. Um, so, you know, and like I said, my advice would be to, you know, to do that, offer, you know, three to four, three to four things total, you know, maybe two colors of a t-shirt, two colors of a hoodie. And maybe, you know, if you can do it 10 to 15 of each. Um, and, but if you're, again, if you're drop shipping, then you just you add whatever products you want to from what their catalog is, and you don't have to handle the inventory. But again, your customer service might suffer because you're not handling that. So like you don't want your company rep to get a bad, to get a basically a bad name or like run into any PR issues um, because you're you're hands off. Like you don't handle the drop shipping. So if you can afford the white label and if you understand inventory, if you understand how to ship stuff out on like maybe Shopify or whatever the case is. Um, if you use like Webflow, e-commerce, big commerce, like there's a bunch of commerces out there that you can use, uh, then I would say like, yeah, take, take a crack at white labeling. If you're, if you, if that's something you want to do, your margins are going to be a little bit bigger, but the upfront cost is going to be more expensive. So it's, it all depends on how much money you want to spend and what your experience is and what you're willing to learn. So like for us, Eric, for us, you know, it was, it was kind of easy for us to get started in that because like. Like I understood it, um, you know, a little bit in the beginning, but obviously as we progressed, the more knowledge I gained on the subject matter and we've done, like I've done drop shipping, I've done white labeling, I've done private labeling. Um, so there's, I have a, a very good understanding of, you know, those three categories, but you, you need to know what you want to offer to your customers. Is it apparel? Do you want to go straight for the trading cards? Do you want to go straight for art books? Do you want to go straight for statues, for 
you know, in game, um, you know, for the characters you have in game, like whatever you are developing, making as a company, get creative with it. You can go and, and more than likely you can find somebody on Alibaba overseas that is a manufacturer of something that you're looking for. You just might have to work a little bit with your creativity based on what that specific company or manufacturer is able to do if you don't want to break the bank. But again, especially now with logistics and oil and gas prices being the way that they are, you're going to be paying more for shipping overseas than obviously you would uh, in the States here mm-hmm. in the domestic for U.S. However, you know, labor costs are obviously cheaper um, overseas than they are here. That's just the way that the way that it works. So did you have any uh, any follow up questions to that? No, I think that was pretty straightforward. Um you know, we we eventually do want to look back into it, but uh, the drop shipping thing was definitely a learning. You know, we like you said, we cut it off when we realized that it could impact our name. So right, it could impact just, us that's, as a company. That to me would be right. the biggest warning: is you know, make sure, like Cam said, you know what you want to do up front because. There's a lot of stuff that can come down the uh, the pike from it, so you want to be careful. And here, here's what I would say to that: is if if you were in the situation that like me, Eric Khan, like the whole Nebulous team was in with the, the, the drop shipping. Yes, our margins are small, but we're not. It's not like we were making a ton of money from it. So like, it was a better move on our end to just get rid of any negativity, right? Because it's not like we were living and quitting our jobs off of the drop shipping we were doing. And if that's to the point, if that's the case that you are making, you know, a, enough from drop shipping, hell, you could probably start doing white labeling, make more money, and handle the logistics, the PR, like everything would then be in your court. You don't have to worry about drop shipping. So I would say if you if you have a consistent stream of income from products and you're drop shipping right now, honestly consider white labeling. Look into white labeling because you're going to be making more money for it, and you have a consumer group that's willing to support you. So, um, my last piece is if to anybody that's looking into doing crowdfunding, whether it's Kickstarter, whether it's Indiegogo, whether it's any other form of crowdfunding in which you offer products to people, make sure you can fulfill those products. How many times have we run into a Kickstarter or an Indiegogo campaign that fails and or they succeed uh, and then they start getting sued because they're not getting the products or they're not getting you know whatever tiers that were offered up that you paid for okay so like if you're going to offer you know hoodies if you're going to offer um again i come back to like posters or trading cards or t-shirts or like anything that is a tangible like pins or buttons like anything that is a tangible item make sure that one you cover your ass in profit margins so you don't want to be offering a ten dollar hoodie on you know a one to two to five dollar tier or even a ten dollar tier, right? Because you're going to lose money right out of the gate. Number two, you need to make sure that you can have the items fulfilled. So I'm not saying buy them. Do not buy the items before you run your Kickstarter campaign without knowing if it's going to be successful or not, because you're already taking an L right there. You need to like just be transparent with your customers and, and the group that's supporting you, and be like, okay, you know, we're we're in you know the tenth the ten out of thirty days. So we're we're a third of the way through with our Kickstarter campaign. We've, you know, we've made 20 grand. We need five more thousand dollars to go. 
At that point in time, I would say, yes, you're a third of the way through. You only need five more grand. Um, look at the, you know, look at the financial projection of, we think that we're going to hit our goal. So let's start getting the wheels in motion in terms of like, let's start placing orders for products. Um, you know, we know how much we need based on, um, you know, who's already signed up for the one, two, five, ten, whatever tier you have. Mm -hmm. So like you can already get a general inventory count right then and there. Okay. And, um, you know, you, you want to try to plan for the unexpected as much as possible. So again, with the Kickstarter campaign, do your research before you go into a Kickstarter and let it go live because you need to know like, okay, if this succeeds, this is the company I'm going to order my pins from. This is the company I'm going to order my t-shirts from. Here's the cost that they, you know, quoted me. It's a rough estimate, but here's the cost. Um, and yes, it might fluctuate, you know, a couple hundred dollars, but like depending on how how many you want to actually order when the time comes to place that order but you're gonna have a better understanding of number one the cost number two the time and just making sure that your that your supporters want to continue to support you because if you have, if you already getting sued on a Kickstarter campaign your name's just gonna be dragged through the mud so right that's where um, we can <laughs> leave it right there I mean it's it's yeah, I mean, you know, if, if people show more interest in merchandise for, you know, wanting to look at dropshipping, private labeling, uh, white labeling, that we can dive deeper into one particular topic when the time comes. But think about it, especially if you're on a YouTube, you can tie you can tie your uh, your dropshipping like Printify um, to your YouTube. Depending, I think it's like ten thousand, at least ten thousand subscribers. There there's certain stipulations for YouTube. Um, but you can tie that to the bottom of your page if you have that following. But again, if you have that following, I would really highly recommend you look into something like white labeling. And if you don't want to worry about fulfillment, maybe look into a, a third-party fulfillment center shipping everything out. Because you'll, yes, the upfront work is going to be greater, but you're going to increase your profit margins, 100%. So, uh, yeah, we hope that you found some value in this, and thank you for taking the time to listen. You know, we want you to succeed in the merchandising that you choose to offer for your company. If you'd like to support us and dive deeper into the world of game development, you can do so on our Nebulous Entertainment Patreon. We'll put the link in the show description. You can follow us on social media at Nebulous underscore ENT to stay up to date with our latest development as well. And the Dev Journals will be on Patreon. Above all, remember that there is a story in all of us, but it's up to you to choose how